Hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. We are back for pod 63. Been away for what seems like way too long, so good to get back with the fellas. And this is a rare one. Uh, during a week, a weekday, we actually got uh, myself, we got Steve, we got Phil, we got Ellie, and we got Dev. So uh, somebody asked before that they didn't necessarily know who we were. So real quick again, I'm just going to pass around the buck in the same order I just used. So my voice that you hear now, it's me, Rod. Steve, let the listeners know what you sound like. Hey, what up, everybody? It's Steve. Phil, let them know. The human computer checking in. Ellie, get them that smooth 70s soul. What's happening? What's happening, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? And Dev, let them know who you are, baby. Oh, this is this is Dev and Phil. They don't have the they don't have the uh, heart to tell me as a. Never mind. I won't say. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. I know how that's gonna go. I know how that's gonna go. So never mind. I won't say. (laughs) Well, ladies again, once again, back with Pod sixty three, and I will kick it to the human computer Phil to uh, introduce the pod. So go ahead, Phil. All right, Pod sixty three. We are going to. Dedicated this in honor of number 63, Raleigh McKenzie. Um, one of the most uh, underrated members of the second iteration of the Hogs under Joe Gibbs. Um, played mostly left guard next to Jim Lachey. Um, dude was, you know, solid as solid gets. Never made the Pro Bowl, but, you know, he was with the franchise for 10 years. You know, started, you know, multiple full seasons at left guard. He's a two-time Super Bowl winner. Um, he had a brother, Reggie McKenzie, who was a linebacker for the Vikings for many years. He has a nephew, Khalil McKenzie, who is a defensive tackle for the Bengals. So he comes from a pretty notable football family. Um, he was on the uh, Washington Redskins coaching staff uh, until 2001. He also worked as a scout for the Raiders until 2019 as well. So Riley McKenzie's made a pretty damn good living in football. And uh, he's someone that if you go back and watch any of the games from the late 80s, early 90s, pay attention to him at guard, man. The dude really held it down on that side. It's one of the reasons why we were one of the teams that gave up the least amount of sacks and also ran the ball really well. Yeah, definitely something we need to emulate uh, moving forward, you know, not giving up sacks and running the ball very well. Uh, But I'll kick off to the first topic for tonight's pod, fan ambassador program. So, fellas, uh, we, we all remember the Burgundy and Gold Globes a couple of weeks ago, and, and it was, for lack of a better word, a complete shit show on uh, social media. So, uh, Steve, I'll kick it to you first. Fan ambassador program, what, what are your thoughts on uh, how do you see this uh, unraveling for the team? I mean, I, I think it's cool what they're doing in, in conceptually, right? But once again, I, I will say that I think it's all still just overcompensating um at every turn every angle everything we're doing it seems to be overcompensating at this point great idea it's probably you know 10 years overdue listening finally listening to the the fans i mean after after every season we would we would submit our season ticket surveys for the stadium experience because it was terrible and nothing changed for you know the 12 years 13 years we had tickets hopefully this is a better approach than what they're taking and you know what i don't like is the fact that they're starting to use clubhouse which you know they preach inclusivity and inclusiveness and but you're you're on an app that you have to get an invite to and only on one cellular platform you know ios iphone so it's kind of contradictory to what they're trying to do but i get it it's probably going to cause a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh bickering amongst fans like we saw during the uh, the the burgundy globes but whatever you know we'll, we'll see what happens yeah i know phil's an android peasant so uh I know he's not on Clubhouse like your boy. That's Rob. right. You know, Get on this. Oh, you're, the cool, you're the cool kids, man. You sit at the nerd table, bro. <laughs> That's right. That hackable phone, but, man. But I, I have, I have at least nominated the human computer for the uh, fan ambassador program. So I did uh, submit a vote for Phil. But uh, Ellie, how how you feeling? I put Connor to do the human computer, program. man. That's who he is. Stop hating. So. Uh... It's kind of like those like employee opinion surveys. It's kind of what it feels like to me. Like it's, it's cool. Hopefully it'll cause some change, but I, you know, most people probably have reservations about it. I think Steve hit on the head. It feels a little late. I don't have any beef with it though. If it gets some people more involved and some people more closer to the team that they appreciate, it's all good. Um, is it going to move the needle, the needle for me? Probably not, but the game experience 
has historically been awful. And one thing I've, I have mentioned to the Washington football team that I don't feel comfortable taking my kids to games, you know, just because it's always something going down. Somebody's fighting, everybody's drunk everywhere. And if you're going, if that's cool, that's what you want to do, do you, but there's no place for families to go at that stadium. And I don't like that. Right. And, and just to tack on that, I said the same thing. I'll never take my kids to that stadium unless I see something true. And the other thing, and this is about being a fan, like I was three rows up from where we were in the, in the sec 200 levels, but the first row of people always stood up, which means the second row of people always stood up and the third row of people always stood up. And then I don't want to stand up and I couldn't see. And it just becomes an argument amongst Redskins slash Washington fans throughout the game. Like sit down. Oh, I paid for these tickets. I can do what I want. And it's just it's like, it's like at every stadium though. It is, but it's awful. Like it was terrible where I was in 2014. <clears throat> I just I always to- felt like NFL games aren't fun to go to anyways. Personally, but you know, I haven't been to FedEx oddly enough. I, I went to RFK as a small child. Um, I've gone to the Tennessee Stadium a, a bunch, at least five or six times, and it's the same. Like hell, everybody stands up the whole time. I don't. I just think the experience is better on TV. Have a better know, package I, on TV. A lot of that has to. Have a better a program lot, show. A lot of that has to do with how the how the stadium seating is set up. The lower bowl in FedEx is very flat. It's not theater style seating where you can definitively see above someone else and you know just a lot of that was so they could fit people they could stack people going out and then up so they could get more people into the stadium um so uh, unfortunately you could could thank jack can't cook for approving that design um so that's just when they have a new stadium it's got to be smaller you you can't have a ninety thousand seat stadium for this team um but obviously you, you can't that's not something you can really fix too much of i've whenever i've taken kids to the game it's always in the upper decks because you can sit down and enjoy the game more because you have more of a downward look at the field people aren't standing up unless a big play happens and everybody's high-fiving and celebrating anyway uh getting back to the fan uh, ambassador thing i did submit a nomination for myself as well uh, only because of the fact that, yeah, I do have, they talk about culture, you know, a culture ambassador. Someone who talks about the culture of the team and the culture of D.C. Well, I'd hate to see some, you know, Ashburn resident, born and raised, be an ambassador of D.C. I'm from, I was born just outside of the border of D.C. I've lived in Northeast for a brief period of time, um, spent a lot of time living right around that D.C. border, you know, right around Eastern Avenue, in and out. So I, I feel like that if you're going to represent the culture of D.C. to new fans, the area, and so forth, and that's probably a good thing with all the transients, let's have people who are from inside the Peltway and from those blue-collar neighborhoods traditionally help represent that culture. And I could talk about the team. I could talk about, you know, Look, I used to go to the Chili Bowl before white people moved into Cardoza. All right, I, I'm I'm from I'm DC born and raised. I don't live there now, but I am from DC. So, so for me, that's what I'm looking for: someone who kind of has a similar background, someone who can represent the city. You know, when they talk about the culture, someone who's lived it. That's what I would like to see: is that somebody who's from DC represent DC to the fans. A lot of transients in the area. You want to try to capture their kids to be fans. So when they show up to games, you want to present that well. So hopefully that's what the fan ambassadors. Well, I think, ladies and gentlemen, Phil has pretty much given his his plea, his <laughs> his political vibe, whatever you want to call it. So vote for Phil uh, for the fan ambassador program. We'll, we'll make sure we, uh, we link to that so they folks can know. Uh, and, 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 and he's a human computer. Even though nobody just wants to tell him his ass about burgers. <laughs> nah, <just> <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, a big, big shout out to uh, Maddie Crocker from HTWR. I guess th- she got to moderate a session yesterday for this actual fans program. I didn't get to listen to it because I actually didn't see the tweet from the team, but she got to moderate an entire fan session yesterday at uh, 7 p.m. So on Wednesday. So props, kudos. Hope it went well. Outstanding. I just help uh, 
a partner division, get better at war fighting. So my job is pretty fucking boring. I want to host the damn <laughs> fan session. Thanks a lot, team. Thanks a lot, Washington football team. All the back and forth I've done with you, and I get nothing. So, well, uh, whatever. Uh, trade up hype. So, uh, we all know what we did the previous season. Uh, everyone wanted to, to bench Dwayne Haskins. He was garbage. Kyle Allen didn't do much better. I won a game. Uh, Alex Smith beat up schedule, beat up leg, won some games. Um, and we finished 79. So, we have the 19th uh, pick in the, the upcoming draft. A couple of weeks ago, uh, when Heineke was extended, a lot of folks were excited. Heineke and the high, the high pitch Heineke, high, uh, you know, scream and whatnot that Chase Young was doing. This was our guy. And then fast forward a couple more weeks, and we assigned Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's our guy. And then now this week, uh, trade up hype for a quarterback, move from 19 to perhaps number four with the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, I say, hell no. You want to chase that divisional crown, you finish 19th, you live with the reality you got. So you pick 19 and you do not move up. But, fellas, uh, I'll start with you first, Dev. How do you feel about potentially trading up uh, for a quarterback? You know, I, I'm neutral on it, really. If we trade up and it's for a quarterback, that's fine. Um, I won't be too upset with it, depending on what we give up. Um I'm not looking for any of those quarterbacks that we're able to get to play this year anyways. So I would, I would like to maybe trade up a little bit more and grab Parsons from Penn state. That would be cool with me to do. Maybe they pull that kind of, you know, thing instead of a quarterback, maybe the jokes on us, but I wouldn't be mad. I think at this point you get, you give me a quarter. If you try to get a quarterback, or you stay where you're at, get a receiver, or you make a small trade to get up and get a linebacker, I'll be happy with any of those. Hey, if we mess around and get Kyle Pitts, I'll be like, man, that's too high for a tight end. But at the end of the day, we got Kyle Pitts. Hey, so, didn't Aaron Rodgers drop to 25 in his draft? 22. Right. right. And 22, I, yeah. I, I told y'all yeah, I mean, we getting Aaron Rodgers next year. Y'all ain't want to listen, man. If we don't get no, a quarterback this year, we're getting Aaron Rodgers next year. Watch. The point is you don't have I to I said it today. Yeah, you don't have to trade up. And I'm on I'm I'm with Rod on this one. I don't feel like trading up is necessary. Um I personally have said that if you can somehow get another first round pick by, you know, doing doing the Dev Shear special and saying fuck all your second round picks for the next 3 years right. and trade them all and get a, get a, get a first round pick or whatever. If you can find a way to finagle I, that, you know, that that's one thing. If you you know trade away maybe some future picks, if you have a guy in particular you know you want to get, go for it. But don't sacrifice the nineteen because you can still get a lot of talent's going to get pushed down to nineteen because everybody's on these quarterbacks because everybody's so afraid. There's a fear of missing out with a lot of these teams. That's why you know someone like Mac Jones is suddenly looking at going at third overall. And I don't think Mac Jones should even go in the first round. But there's such a fear missing out with quarterbacks and because of the fact that it has become a passing league. But I'm not so worried about that. You don't need a quarterback for this year. So if you go and get somebody in the third round or something like that that you want to sit and develop and allows us to get rid of Heineke or Allen or both, cool. Um, but we're not looking for this year. So you don't need to trade up. Look, Parsons may fall. You have somebody like uh, a Christian Darisol out there. There's guys who address immediate needs that are going to be around at 19. And even if there's a guy that maybe you could trade back and get more picks and still get the guy you want, you could do that too. You don't need to trade up because we can address immediate needs in the draft at 19 or even if we trade it back into the twenties. So I'm, I'm not all about this trading up. I'm more about staying where you are, make the best use of it or accumulate more picks. Even if that includes accumulating another first, but keep that 19, you can get somebody there. Yeah. Before I kick it to Steve, I see you keep you, you're muting, you're unmuting, you're muting, unmuting. So I know you probably want to talk. You probably chomp at the bit. So I'm going to kick it to you, Steve. Uh, what do, you, what do you feel about trading up, man? 
Actually, I'm just didn't even realize I was muting and unmuting, but I appreciate the <laughs> assist anyways, bro. I'll go ahead and take it. No, um, it, I, I want them to get who they want to get at quarterback. You know what I mean? This is, this is a coach change organization. This is the first time we've seen this organization run this way. Maybe Joe Gibbs, but we don't have real general managers. We don't have, you know, everything's different. Everything's around Ron. So if, if Ron wants to get a guy, Hey, I'm okay with that. At least we know the owner's not involved. At least we know Bruce Allen's not involved. At least we know they're going to get the guy that the football people want to get. If it, I, I, I don't want them to give up the farm to go get a guy because if you look at the, the, the current draft order, we're not even going to talk about Lawrence. We're not going to talk about the jets. So that's probably going to be Lawrence fields. Uh, just hypothetically, just roll with me or excuse me, Lawrence Justin Wilson. Field. Oh. Lawrence Wilson. I'm just, just, just Zach going Wilson. out people. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. And plus, it, plus we all seen what the bears did when they traded up to get Mitch and didn't take uh Mahomes and Ja and Allen. That's one of the worst trades of all time. And then no, no. yeah, but we don't for the bears. It was Trubisky ain't sticking I, I around to that one, or it has to be this one. Think about Carolina just did. They traded their second round pick next year. What a fit this year. And like a something else next year right for um donald right how come yeah. they just didn't draft fields and set him behind teddy and kept their draft surplus like that would have made more i mean if you if you were to draft donald this year out of all the quarterbacks which way which one would you draft over him under him like which ones did you draft uh donald over i wouldn't drop him over lawrence i don't think i dropped him over zach uh wilson like maybe he's the third after fields fields and him were like yeah even they come out in the draft, why not draft fields and keep your draft surplus? That made no sense. You gave up draft picks and you got a quarterback, the worst than the guy you have starting. Well, I, well, you could arguable. They must see something in him that, you know, the football, you know, we, we don't see as fans. Like Darnold has these flashes of brilliance and then he has these moments of terror. You know what I mean? Just made off the Jets made off like, 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 the greatest trade of all time for them. It That's did, the best thing the Jets did. ever did. It, so they must they must see something in him for one year. It's his, I believe this is his fifth year option, right? Or it's his fourth year. They must see something in Darnold. Did. Fourth year, I think. So they so they're going to have him for two years. It, it, they must just want to build around him and go. But I. Like I said, if they want to move up, that's fine. Just don't mortgage the farm. I don't care if it's 19, you're not going to get anyone really good at quarterback. You might as well just roll with like what you guys talked about. Darius. Aaron Rodgers coming next year. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers. I said, we'll see. Yeah. Didn't you Uh, say Cam was going to be our quarterback for the past two seasons? Discount double check. He's coming, man. We are not listening. I'm I'm starting to now petition for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, we're gonna roll with Ryan Fitz Magic this year and Rogers next year. Imagine here, that locker. Here's Imagine the thing, that room. Rod. You said something about when you first started. You know, Heineke was our guy. The problem is, you ever if you can't do an experiment in science or in life, and then have you, but your baseline data can't be flawed from the beginning, and that's what it was with Heineke. He was yeah. always flawed. It was just the fans who became so enamored with him, and now people are it's, – it's a big deal. No, we always knew he, he was who he was. It was just some people just couldn't see it, or they don't still don't see it. So he's a third Steve, string. You, you helped further that, that thought by buying that Legend of Taylor Heineke shirt. I hate with you so spite, much for it. With my spite purchase. I hate uh, you, you know, so much. Yeah, I could have just be, Photoshopped this. Before I kick it to you, Ellie <laughs> – and we're talking about trade-up hype. I just I, I want to laugh, take a moment to laugh at the fans or give them the middle finger who weeks ago, and we, I, I get it, Deshaun Watson's going through some crazy shit right now. But when before all this started breaking about Watson, it was Watson and Wilson, and we were saying, hey, we should probably trade for him. Give up 19, uh, a pick next year. And proven talent, still young dudes, and people balked at it but now they want to trade up for unproven potential and give up a, a huge haul. So for me, I have a real problem with that. I'm not sure if you see it the same way, but I definitely uh, appreciate your insight. So uh, Ellie, how you feeling about trading up? Um, well, with the Lamar, the thing we don't know about Ron is we haven't, we've only been through one draft cycle and it's kind of a weird year. So we don't know if this stuff is pure smoke screen or not. Like we knew, 
going into the draft last year that they were taking a running back in the third round. We didn't know who. So like information does come out about what their draft plans are. Now, Michael Lombardi has been wildly wrong about the Washington football team in recent history. So I take everything he says with a grain of salt. I think people are playing the game of obvious of the Trey Lance to Cam Newton comparison. And they're saying, oh, well, Ron has to be interested, right? Um, I'm going to say I don't buy into that right now. In terms of trading up, I am all for it if they believe in the guy that they'd be trading up for. I've, I've said this a number of times. Our defense is only going to age from here. And they're going to get more expensive every year after this year. So you got to make a play for a long-term guy that's going to get you to the promised land as soon as you can. And ideally on a rookie contract, you know what I mean? And every year you don't have that guy is another year that you're less likely to do it with the defense that you have. So you're going to have to improve your offense even more to make up the gap. So if there's a guy they really, really love and they believe in and can play within the first half of the second, excuse me, second half of the season or early next year, go get them. Otherwise, don't waste a pick. All right. So we, you kind of talked about Lombardi and conflicting reports, but I'm going to throw a wrench at you guys. So something that we didn't discuss, but uh, our defensive line is fairly loaded. Uh, you just alluded to the, that, you know, Ellie, that it's, it's only getting older. Uh, so we're kind of in a, a win now phase as well. But with regards to trading up, we constantly think about draft capital. Would you be willing to trade anyone not named Chase Young from our defensive front right now to move up? And who, who would you be running to move? Do you, and do you think, if anything, does, does anyone have first grade value? I know, I think, well, I know Sweat does and I know Chase Young does. Um, but is there anyone else do you think another team would be willing to give up a first round pick for? And if so, which defensive lineman would you move? And Ellie, Brent, you just did the, Sherry. you just did the, no, defensive line. I know, but I'd still say Brandon Sheriff. I don't know. Nobody's, not... nobody's taking Sheriff <laughs> for a first round pick. He needs a contract. He's already getting paid 18 mil. So that's his baseline for his next contract. Nobody's taking Sheriff. This ain't the NBA, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trade you at the trade deadline. I'm going to have you for, for <laughs> two Not weeks. only that, but Sheriff wants Trent Williams money. And it's like, no right. team's going to want to touch that. Right. Would you guys move a, a defensive lineman? Like, how I far? I don't think you, you can move just a def- I don't think you can move just a defensive lineman. Um, you'd have to do it. You'd have to have, okay. We're, Cause we're not chase young's as, as a question. Um, Montez. I don't think you do pain alone. You'd have to, you'd have to bundle that with picks. Now you wouldn't have to bundle nearly as many picks or as high a set of picks. If you use a pain or an Ionitis Allen's the team loves Allen. They yeah. see him as a defensive captain. They're not going to trade him. They like his leadership and everything else and and all that. So it's either Payne or Ionitis. I think that if you were to bundle, bundle them with a mid-round pick or two, you might stir some interest. You're not going to move just a Payne or an Ionitis and get a first-rounder. That's not happening. Not even a 32? No. No. Interesting. Not, not for an interior D lineman, no way. Especially, I'm just thinking you know, when we picked them up. I'm over, so. I did, do you think we draft them too high? Should they have been second rounders? No, it, no. It made sense for what they are, but when you're talking about giving up capital, see, it's it's like you got a known commodity now. We know Payne is great against the run, makes plays in the pass game, but it's not a consistent pass rusher. At when we draft them, where we took him his potential hadn't been reached yet. And it's just yep. some degree it still hasn't, but now it's a whole new set of potential and a whole new level of guys. So they're not going to trade. I'm not going to use the analogy you guys the for show for the maybe stuff, but look, they're not going to trade what could be and what's available in the top 10, top five for a guy that we know what it is. And also he has a contract coming up in a couple of years too. You know That's what I mean? it. You I mean, can get the, the reason why I say that is that Ionitis is due up for a contract after this year, pain after next year. What team is going to do that when they can get a rookie on a rookie contract for five years instead right. of for one or for two? 
a team that's that's ready to compete right, right now. Right. That's who's gonna right. do it. And so he's only on this is his, to be a top ten pick. It could be like the Rams. Yeah, know? this is his this is his first, excuse me, his fourth year. And then you get the of course he'll get the fifth year option. So if you find someone who's who's willing, like if you look at the the back end of the draft, like like Dev said, you might not get a high pick, but right. I think the Chargers might be ready. Not, eh, maybe um, Cardinals. I challenge you to historically find the last interior defensive lineman that was traded for a first round pick. I don't know. I'd have to look up Sue. That's the only one I can think of, and I don't even know if he got a, he was a first round pickup. Um, but you're right. Allen might, but they ain't gonna get. They are not gonna get Allen, rid of Allen. No way. Sweat could, but you can't get rid of the bookend. So that's a that's a very fucked up hypothetical question, Rod, because we can't answer it. But I think the answer is no. I don't think that's there good. is anyone who can get a first round grade, um, unless you find that desperate team because I I just don't see it. It doesn't happen. You don't. I mean, Sue is an exception too. By the way, yeah, like absolutely. he was an absolute exception. But you don't see interior linemen on either side of the ball going for first round picks, hardly at all, if ever. Kind of right because they side. did just try to trade your boy from Texas and they couldn't they had to cut him, right? Did mm-hmm. what? Yeah, they yeah. tried to trade him. Yep. Damakin Sue also, I don't, I, I'm looking through here. I don't see where he was ever traded. It looks like he was just released to free up cap space every time, or he was on a one year deal with certain teams. You know, outside of Chase and, and Montez is arguable. I don't know if I don't think anyone on our defense would, would tender a first round pick. Uh, Filler, I don't think he would get a first round. Jackson, we don't know. None of our safeties yet. So I don't think there's anyone on the defense who would legitimately, outside of Chase, warrant a first round pick. Like like we saw uh, uh, from the Steelers to the Dolphins. Um, that that's also uh, Minka Minka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. That's also a testament to how good coaching is. Jack Del Rio's got a bunch of guys that aren't. They are first round picks, but they aren't tradable for first round picks. I guess. No, that's not fair because it's again, it's about your inherent value versus your value on the open market. There's there's a significant difference. These guys are really good players, but again, when you're going in this first round, you don't know how good the guys in the first round this year can be. And you've got yourself all lathered up about them because you've been studying them and doing your homework on it versus the known commodity. The guys that have gotten traded on the defensive side for first-round picks have been elite players, right? Minka Fitzpatrick is an elite corner who can also play safety, right? Like he does two things well. The uh, it's it just doesn't happen because especially like you're talking about wide receivers who get traded for a first-round pick, um, quarterbacks for sure, and then. What other positions are really left tackles, right? Even though they don't come available that often, but it's just, edge rushers, excuse me, too. So it's it's the same positions that get the all the money in the NFL are the positions that you would trade a first round pick for. Everybody else is maybe not. You, it is weird though when you think about it, though, right? How you pick these guys in the first round, but at the end of the day, they're not worth the first round pick because of the position they play, obviously. But it, it is weird that why to pick them in the first round then? But think about this, like in the, in the workplace. When you, when, and Steve, I know you'll relate to this with IT, like you got, you got your employees, they've been there for 13 years and they're making really good money, but you know, who gets paid more than them contractors that come in from the outside every time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same way in the NFL. Think about it in that context. The rookies are contractors now that are coming into an organization where people have been here. Um, you're comfortable with them. You're paying them a good salary, but you're not going to pay them as much as somebody coming in from the outside. It just translates to the NFL as well. Hey, addicts, we'll be right back after this quick ad from Anchor. It's just wild to, to me, though, man. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, don't trade up. Please don't trade up at all. Because, nah. like you said, though, with, if we have talent that is on the defensive side of the ball that is not really worth a first-round pick, we are much worse than the 7-9 hollow record team. Do not trade up because we're not built for that. The, the huge hit that's going to come in the following years. Now <laughs> – I want Ellie. Ellie touched. <laughs> Ellie touched on this, and this and this kind of gives us an opportunity to kind of pivot to a related topic. Um, the fact that we had two reports within about an hour of each other. One was Albert Breer saying, "We're set. We're not really interested in in, in moving up for a quarterback. We're going to stay where we are." The other is Michael Lombardi, who, as Ellie said, and very true wildly wrong 
about this franchise for the past few years. Lombardi says, oh, I, he, he even say, I think he says, I know that they are going to move up to number four to get Trey Lance. They're going to, they're going to do everything they can, blah, blah, blah. And the thing I'm wondering is that, you know, how do you get polar opposite statements about our intentions within an hour of each other? Now, this is a team that's done a really good job of holding back leaks. And I was just curious if, if you think that, you know, these are just smoke screens that they're putting up or are these reporters so lacking a credible source that they're just taking stabs in the dark at what they think may happen due to past precedents or whatever the case may be, or comparisons of Trey Lance to Cam Newton or whatever. Is, are these stabs in the dark or do you think we're just putting up smoke screens just to you know keep everybody guessing you know and maybe see if another team contacts us and tells us what their price is for a pick I take it, it could back. be I, I think it's just the NFL as a whole I mean a couple of years ago you had some GM saying that Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver it could have been the Ravens GM I mean it's not on record you know, and, and, and people say things to drive down value for someone that they really have high on their board. Um, but the more they say, oh, this this kid has got character concerns or this kid shouldn't be a quarterback in the NFL, knowing damn well that person is, you know, one or two on their chart. I would do it. I mean, why not? It's it's a it's a game of deception. And whoever can lie the best that probably has the best chance at building a, a, a very talented roster. And we saw that in New England for for many years uh, with the with the Patriots. So. Mike Shanahan would love you, Rod. <laughs> so I want to. I loved with... him. <laughs> Lombardi. I changed my mind. Lombardi's absolutely telling the truth about Trey Lance and moving up. I found this article. I'm joking, but I found this article from September 30th from Lombardi who said Rivera will lose his team if he keeps Haskins at quarterback. This is after the Cleveland game, the one game before he got benched against the Ravens. And in it, he says, this is a quote, and I'm adding this for context. The problem Rivera has. And this is what he's going to share with his owner as if he's in cahoots with, with uh, Rivera. He's going to say, Dan, I can't stand in front of these guys and tell them Dwayne is the best player. They're going to lose respect for me. If he doesn't play well, they're going to lose respect for me. So it's an interesting thing because that was very similar to kind of what Ron said when this all went out was like, yo, he doesn't have the respect in the locker room. Does Lombardi know Rivera and have his ear? I don't know. It, it does give a little bit more credibility to his report because he seems to be plugged in. Um, it doesn't change my mind, though. I don't think they're going to do it. I think it's still a smoke screen. I mean, a smoke screen, but I, has Ron ever done it? Has Marty Ed Herney ever done it? I don't know what makes them think they're going to do it now. For all we know, Ron has a 10-year deal, and he, he, ain't, getting, he ain't getting desperate till year seven. So we got, we got six more years to go. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think they're going to they're gonna do it. And, hey, if they do, it'd be, it would be – surprising and and i apologize because I'm, I'm i'm tweeting all the dirt on justin Fields, so he falls to 19 so we can pick him up but you know keep that keep that uh keep that op up so he falls but yeah i, I slow news uh, it's an easy target i think still the national media still feels we're easy targets in some respect so yeah no i i agree i i hope you're right i hope everyone's right i, I don't i just do not want to trade up like please do not i i I will literally lose my mind um, only because I, I saw what it did in 2012. And I, I remember that. And I wouldn't give up with that dumb ass, Griffin, ass second round pick. I'm cool with it. Or, or what if I wouldn't be, I would be okay if they went from like 19 to let's say, let's say Parsons was there at 13. Like, all right, we got to get him. I would be okay with that. Or, you know what I mean? Like you're staying outside the top 10, you're going up a couple spots just to get, the guy you want to get, I, I would be okay with that because in the draft capital chart, it's probably not going to cost that much to go up, you know? Yeah. And not, I, I, yeah, that something like that makes sense, but yeah. I just don't want it to be the, the, so the, the article we're all referencing is talking about trading up to number four with Atlanta. It's talking about giving them number 19, number 53, 2022, number one, 2023, number one, 2024, oh, number one. Like, no. it was something, it was, dude, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Atlanta, and, Cause Atlanta came out and said, Hey, we're, we are interested in shopping this pick. And then, all hell broke yeah, if like if that happens yeah absolutely i will lose my mind but if it's a, a sensible pick okay we go from 19 to 13 and we give up next year's third round pick okay i, I think i could live with that um but just i have this year's crazy. second round pick 
<laughs> the next 10 years. I'll offer like, like 12 second round picks. <laughs> for, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all based upon the calculus. If, if this organization thinks that the first round pick next year is going to be 25 or higher, okay, then give it up. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that. But you can, unless you truly believe that this player is going to change the face of your franchise and make you plus seven in the wins columns, you know, don't do it. You, you can't do it. So that's just be, how I feel. Be clear, too. If Ron does trade up and get this quarterback, his entire legacy and his time with this franchise is tied to the success of this quarterback. So the clock starts the moment they make that trade. If he doesn't work out, Ron's out of here with that quarterback. Yep. Think so? Yes. That's all coaches. That's all coaches who make that move. Yep. Because you would be you would be mortgaging some of the future picks for right now. Yeah, that's that's why I do not like. Uh-uh. No, don't do it. Don't do it. No, draft if, the only way we move up, if, if we move up and and we look, even if we move to four, if we move to four and we look at what we gave up, we go, damn, that's it. That's the only way. But it has to be a damn. That's all we gave up situation. But that doesn't exist with what Atlanta is saying that they want for it. You know, it, and and what Lombardi is reporting is insane. We should not repeat that. Don't do it. And I don't think we're going to do it. I, I I have much more faith in this front office now than Bruce Allen. So I don't think that they're going. They're the type to just give up three first round picks over three years for now. There's no these. None of the quarterbacks are coming out this year warrant that there's nobody coming out with with, with, i don't like i honestly and i've been battling people on twitter for the past couple days i don't have that kind of faith in any of these quarterbacks not zach wilson not trevor lawrence not trey lance not justin fields that i would give up three first round picks in three years for one of them i just don't see any of them there's i don't think there's a high floor for any of them it's not like Andrew Luck. Andrew Michael Luck Parsons. had a high floor. We knew he was going to be good. It was universal. All these guys I have questions about. Go get Michael Parsons and wait on Aaron Rodgers because this is going to happen. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so, we, so we have the next Cam Cam Newton uh, statement from Dev. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. We're going to be dealing with this shit for another year. Have you heard that rumor, that rumor about Cam Sims uh, being traded to Baltimore? I seen them on a Baltimore uh, page or something that somebody was talking about. Like somebody asked about Cam for Sims. what? For an, who? An eighth round pick? For what? They they wanted to trade. Are we gonna get Orlando Cam Brown? I wonder. You give me if, Orlando like, Brown for Cam kind of Sims. I'll take it. I wonder if it's gonna be some kind of package deal. I've heard that too. That we're trying to question about. Uh, Look, I love Cam. Ellie, Ellie, and I will fight on Cam all day long. <laughs> I I love Cam to be. A, as a backup, I don't see him starting, especially now with who we got on the roster. I, I like the versatility he brings as a gunner and everything else. But if you can trade Thank him you. and maybe like a th- and one of our third round picks and get Orlando Brown, sweet. That means that's one. That means we got a left tackle because Brown's dying to play left tackle, and that's one less position of need we have to address in the draft. We basically got a starting left tackle though. for a third round pick. Why not address it on that paycheck, though? Because he's going to ask for money next year, ain't he? I'll take it. I'm looking at SI.com in that article. So it's real. It's not on just a Ravens message board. It's not that, you know, right. it's I've, a. Uh, I've seen a couple of talk about it on a. I've seen it on a. Somebody posted uh, on Twitter, too. Yeah. No. Hell, like, I'll take it. Trade Cam. I'm like, not my safety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great, what a great moment that was. Absolutely. Let's let's uh let's transition to uh closing this out. But uh Washington 2021 mock draft madness 8.0. So uh Logan Campbell and Kyle Stackpole on the Washington football uh, team website. So what I really appreciate about this, fellas, is uh for the most part, it ha- most of the mocks have us staying at at 19. And that's what I appreciate the most out of this. Uh there's a couple of them that show us, you know, moving up to number seven for Mac Jones. I know Phil will love that. Uh one or two mocks, so let's move up to like number 15 to take a wide receiver. Um, but uh, Steve, how, how are you feeling about what, how they're mocking it? But what changes have you seen uh, with this uh, updated mock? 
Well, initially we all saw when I believe it was me, Phil and Ellie did the original one it, and it's, it's morphed over the last you know month and a half, but you're starting to see some new offensive linemen come into the play where they weren't in there before, like Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, a uh, little bit, Jeremiah, um, uh, Wusu Kormar from Notre Dame. He was in there before, but you're starting to see him more. Tevin Jenkins from uh, Oklahoma State offensive tackle. He was in there before, but you're starting to see these offensive, different offensive linemen more and more. And then Zayvon Collins, linebacker as well. Uh, I would love to have him if, if it doesn't work out. I don't like that MJD still have this at Mac Jones. He will not change that damn Mac Jones pick. MJD, you're smoking crack, bro. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, Charlie Casserly, I respect his opinion. He has us getting Jeremiah Wusukarmar at uh, – I like him, pick. too. If we stayed and got him, I wouldn't be mad. There's a new one. Uh, his name's Alex Leatherwood. You're starting to see him in a lot, a lot of other mock drafts. He's also an offensive lineman at Alabama. So those are the main difference. You're starting to see different – I just want a Leatherwood jersey now. That's a great name, by the way, Leatherwood. Yeah. Look, I see I, – I'm seeing this, you know, Leatherwood and Jalen Mayfield. Both of those guys should not go in the first round. Those are second-round guys. Neither one of them can step in and play left tackle day one. The only way you do that is if you think Morgan Moses should move over to left tackle. I don't man, like man. Mayfield. Whoever we pick in the second round ain't tackle. gonna be good. Whoever we pick in the second round ain't gonna be on the team anyways. It, it don't matter who we pick. True, three years from like now. Like if they say in the second round of the NFL draft, the Washington football team selects Moses. He was suck, and you know he would make the team. Yeah, the the one thing you're seeing that with this with this latest mock though is, is since we acquired Curtis Samuel, you're only seeing like one person have us, you know, getting a wide receiver. Tony's still floating in there, and I think one other person has us getting Rashad Bateman. But I'm glad the wide receiver. Lucky Brooks has us getting Devontae Smith. Okay, Waddle, Waddle um, still be there. I don't know if Waddle still be there. Be that bad. We keep talking about drafting an offensive tackle. What's up with Sadiq Charles? Is, is he not our left tackle? Or left guard. No, he's a guard. I think he's they're a guard. projecting. They're projecting that he, could, that he may play either. So I guess it depends on what they do in the draft. That'll determine what where Charles ends up. Um, problem is, is that Lucas. Kills. Can we do better? <laughs> the way you said that, like a fucking nagging child. <laughs> can we do better than Lucas? <laughs> Hey, man, we're trying to dream medium over there, dog. That's the new goal. No. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas isn't even extra medium. Uh, yeah, I think it all hinges on what... just want to grow up to do regular shit, you know what I'm saying? It hinges, it hinges on what Charles is, and I think you're probably not going to know that until you get back to camp. I mean, he had such little playing time last year. Um, yeah. The coaches like him, though. From everything I've heard... The coaches really, really like him. Now, is that a guard or is that tackle? I don't know. But I think he's going to get every chance to prove that he can be a left tackle this offseason. Considering everyone said that he had character concerns, it's, 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 it's promising to hear, like you said, that the coaches like him. So, uh, you know, he's doing what he needs to do, thankfully, as a pro. Let me knock on some wood as I say that. But, um, yeah, hopefully he's back. on one foot. What's that? I said it's hard to wild out on one foot. Nice. Yeah, well. He's, he's good now, I think, right? He's walking around and stuff like that. I hope so. Gotta be. Yeah. Two plays, baby. Let's, let's, let's triple that. Hang's work was cool for one year. George was never cool, dog. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that dude. And he and he uh, ignored pod invites, so fuck Albert Haynes for forever. <laughs> I want We're a month and a half away from mini camps, guys. Isn't that kind of crazy to think See, about? That's crazy. I'm telling you, it's it's the creep. It's creeping on me like that. That fever starting to creep on me already. And they're spreading the game checks out over 34 weeks instead of 17. So oh, it's yeah. good, for the, good for the players. Good yeah, for guys. Get, yeah. Instead of getting all that money in 17 weeks, you're getting a little more. You remember oh. when um, players used to have to go ask to borrow money from their contract from the team because they'd burn it all up. Like Des Bryant had to do that several times. And so damn. Oh. Hopefully, having that money spread out leads to some better fiscal responsibility. And I don't think they emphasize that enough in like the rookie symposiums and so forth. And yeah, they've gotten much better with that. I think. Damn it, my my HR is about to come out with talking about continuous learning and things like that. I better stop. But that's those, something that they that's something that they should, probably should refresh with these yeah. players as time goes on. 
is better money management. But I think that was a common thing though with players where they because think about it, those guys aren't coming from wealthy backgrounds or money management, you know, households and they mm-hmm. get checks every week and you feel like it's never gonna stop. And you got, you know, you're getting eighty thousand to a few hundred thousand dollars a week, and then you're just living a lifestyle that eats it up and you wait for your next check. And then once football's gone in the offseason, it's like, yo, no more checks, but you're going to Belize, baby. You know, so the players are the players are getting really good at it though, because more and more rookies, when you talk about what you buy, what you buy, yo, I invested, I invested. They're they're getting really good at these pitching the financial investment. I think the ESPN 30 for 30 broke with Andre Ryzen and those dudes. If y'all ain't seen it, y'all gotta check it out. That is the best 30 for 30 ever made. Ever ever so last people's Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons 30 for 30. Okay, it's up there. You gotta watch you gotta watch you gotta watch it. It's called broke. And then I think that's what spurned a lot of the financial education in the new rookie system because you know Andre Ryzen was going out burning you know, fifty grand in a strip club, him and his bros, and and then all his people. And his girlfriend was burning his house. His girlfriend was yeah. burning his house. He left Lopes, and then you know, people coming up saying, "Hey, I want to open, I want to open a car dealership." Apparently, car dealerships were the thing to have because your name's on it, and then, and then basically, they're just like investing's not sexy. So why do I want to do that? Well, you know, it's probably better for the long term. So I think they're getting better with it. Yeah, man. Shout out to the rookies who are going to get thirty-four really big paychecks. I remember my first post-college job, I was making $1,300 every two weeks, and I mm-hmm. thought I was balling, but I did not blow it. So I do not I do not comprehend how people can get million-dollar game checks or something crazy. Man, when you got $1 million dollar checks, you want $2 million checks. You know, you spend it on a suit. I don't know. I, I didn't ball out like that. My first check was $374 from McDonald's when I was 16, and I took that check – Went directly to Potomac Mills Mall, spent every last cent of that thing (laughs) on jerseys, on shoes, fake checks. Phil had had a Golden God Trail shirt from the Cosby Show, (laughs) Theo. (laughs) 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 What's sweet? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I know, I know uh, Ellie did that shit with the the Detroit Mall, man. And so, (laughs) nah, he went to Potomac Mills. Ellie was all, Ellie was already in the DC area yeah. by the time he started making money. Yep, yep. Went, went See, I took, I took my adolescent checks to the to the flea market and bought some like fake gold chains that had my neck turning green and crazy <laughs> shit like that. Whenever, when I get my Corona check, I'm gonna ball all the way out, man. I'm gonna have bro. I went. I, I, you gotta understand. My my second summer of working was my second summer working. I was a cook at Burger King, and. I took that money. I went to St. Louis because that was my church's youth group, went to St. Louis. And this was in the summer of 2000. So, like, all of us were sneaking out to go find any under 18 club to get into because <laughs> that was the year of country grammar. So, was this, a, was this the age in that picture you showed us where you look like one of the All for One members? <laughs> I saw the earth, the moon, the mountains. It looked just like you feel. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, that was that's as yet. Secondly, oh, I know my nineties R and B, but second, the human computer proves it again. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm keep telling y'all, man. It's Asperger's. Secondly, secondly, which one of y'all said I look like John B in that picture? That was me. I, that was Ellie said that. Which yeah. one? Because you keep stealing my avatar in 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 the. In the, in the, in the <laughs> 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 uh, uh, <laughs> Oh man, you like that's because Dev thinks I have a brown beard for some reason. Phil was the only white looking dude who smelled like blue magic. Shea butter. First of all, I, I use shea butter on the dome now, but yeah, um, yeah. nah, I smelled yeah. like Nautica back in the day. Spray <laughs> right. that up, spray oh, that yeah. up. My oh, finish. yeah, what's right, up, Ellie? I want to know what your pendant was on your chain. What was it? Me, it was a three. A three? A three. That was like my I, number one I played football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I thought, really I thought you were like just that, like way saying. ahead of the curve with Chance the Rapper in the three. We all had the turtlenecks on, and y'all keep the chain dangling from the turtleneck at the top, and you put nah, it down at the bottom. That's before oh, our time, bro. <laughs> I, I left it through the, the top of the turtleneck. 
<laughs> you gotta, <laughs> bro, we, we, we had the fat farm sweaters and the yeah, uh, I did, I did oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had the UVA logo. It was um I got it from the kiosk in the mall. You know, the, like the little um, thing with the swords crossing on it. I thought I was oh, so yeah, yeah, hard yeah. with that shade. Uh, bro, mom. I had a I had the dollar sign with the with the the cubic zirconias in it. <laughs> As you can tell and by my mugshot, I had boss gear on, man. man. Shit was a boss shit was silver. On. Shit was silver as hell, but I told everybody it was platinum. You know, <laughs> I had a I had a Charlotte had the rope chain. Charlotte Hornets starter, starter on. <laughs> with some whack ass British Knights shoes. Man, British Knights great. <laughs> man, I've been trying to find some British Knights, man. <laughs> I've been trying. I have been trying for like four years. British and, night. And then, I, the ones, I found the white ones. I want the hey, black ones, man. The first, the, my good. first real pair of shoes I got were the the black and black and gray Bo Jackson Air Raids with the cross Velcro straps on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yes. are the first like real like nice shoes I, I ever got. But I had them Bobos on. Y'all remember Bobos? Since we're talking about what is yeah. talking about shit like this, so. Those who don't know, me and Dev got to hang out in Knoxville. About oh, yeah. Before he tells the story, I just want everybody to know how crazy this guy is. He's blue cheese on his wings. That's a crazy dude that does that. Well, first of all, no, that was ranch, bro. Secondly, I don't do blue cheese. But I, I'm, I'm in downtown. I'm walking around downtown Nashville with, with you know, me just being me. You know, like, and and here's Dev, who's wearing a David Danone T-shirt <laughs> and fucking nine hundred dollar Balenciaga sneakers on. And I'm like, how? <laughs> how are you wearing? Dang. How are you wearing a Nick Jr. shirt from 1987? <laughs> And nine hundred dollar Balenciagas. Man, we had a we had a man. I almost died in those Balenciagas. Hey, man, we we had a uh, Uber driver. Man, that dude was like, oh my god, he was like the wolf. He was like the wolf on fucking uh, Pulp Fiction, bro. <laughs> While I was driving in the car, I was like, this guy, bro, is crazy. we got into this dude's Prius, and like everything's held together with duct tape and shit. It was oh bad. man. First of all, I know between me and Phil, it's about six hundred. Me and my Phil, me and Phil is about we about two. I'm about I'm two eighty at least two seventy five. I'm, I'm two eighty myself. So right. Yeah. So imagine both of us and my girls sitting in a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Nine hundred dollars shoes. That's crazy. I think in a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Eleven the, inches the of rain dope, fell that night. The dope payments must Literally. be coming in, baby. Seriously, I, the most I ever spent on shoes that weren't running shoes. Was probably I. I don't think I ever spent over a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes in my life that weren't I got for a pair of, purpose running. I got a pair of twenty one hundred dollar Jordans. You crazy? Yo, I don't even know what Balenciagas look like, bro. Socks. Mm, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I, got the, I got the hot dog. Pic- good that picture, of me and Dev that we sent. He's got them on. You can clearly see them. Because them things are those things are white in the dark. <laughs> Hey, and, and while, we, right. while we got it, while we got a, a lull on the action, hey, look like this. Whoever, whoever is listening to this, hey, okay. I gotta, I gotta watch them football lanyard. I'm gonna give it to you. DM me on Twitter at Steve yeah. Lim underscore DC. Facebook message me in the in the Redskins Addicts group, Washington Football Addicts group. Tag me, Steve Lim. I'm trying to give this away, right? If you listening, this is yours. DM me, give me your address. It's yours for free. We tried to give this away during the season because, you know, score predictions, but no one could do it. So, you know what? I'm tired of looking at it in, in my <laughs> podcast setup. So, somebody hit me up, and this lanyard is yours. Let's go. And Dev is giving away his Balenciagas to whoever hits up Steve for the lanyard. You get Balenciagas, too. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Dev got serious with that one. He's like, no. Not happening. Y'all hear me typing? Hey, Rod. I just hit you- Steve up. Hey Rod, you don't count. <laughs> okay. okay, I tried. I tried. Boy, we're prohibited. <laughs> try to get Chewy. We try. What's the name? Chocoba. I say it right, finally. Oh Manny. Yeah, we tried yeah, we to get try Manny to get Manny, out, man. Manny lives in Nashville. And he's like, oh, he I'm lives recording out there. a pod tonight. I can't come out. No. Oh, man. it was like it was a hurricane. I'm not my a hurricane. Wah, wah, wah. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. But. Fellas, it's been a while, so I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a slide right into the shout-outs. So uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to, to listeners of the Redskins 
damn, of the Washington Football Addicts Pod. So uh, don't know exactly who you are, but if you're hearing this, hit me up. I got something for you too. So uh, uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland, Israel, Germany, Philippines, Mexico, Russia, Australia, Italy, South Korea, Spain, Austria, Taiwan, Jamaica, South Africa, and Puerto Rico. This is what anchors tell me the listeners are coming from, and obviously the United States and UK. So a shout out to everyone who who, uh, who tunes in, man. We really appreciate it. Shout out to the UK because we're we're getting kind of big over there. I like I want to go to the UK, man. I'm out here training with three UK uh, division. I'm trying to get some of the folks to to tune in. So uh, we'll see. We might we might have a game over there this year. Yeah, Andy said he host us. Really. I, if, if if so, man, I, I definitely go, man. I, I hope that the world opens up again. This I can't. Hey, I got I'm, my vaccinations. I'm going. Ghost, I can get on planes, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> we'll see. They say that they say it's getting better, and they say it's getting worse in the same breath. So I don't. I don't they know said that, They said the side effects is like two inches off your dick, man. But I'm black. I said, fuck it, YOLO. <laughs> got eight more to go. I'm alright. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no side of I'm, I'm going to go next with the shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, shout out to uh, everybody. Um, shout out to Manny. Speaking of Manny, uh, he had, just on the, had me on the pod last night. Um, he really represents for the Washington Football Addicts podcast, too. So he's a good dude. Shout right. out to him. Shout out to Balenciaga. Um, I would never be buying your shoes. That's not my tax bracket. Um, shout out to everybody else. <laughs> so who's getting his shout outs? Um, shout out to Ellie's real estate agent because that's his tax bracket. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. This guy has like five mansions, man. <laughs> he, he lives um, in South Dakota, rob him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy Balenciaga's, I can afford mansions. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, shout out, shout out the Corner Pub in Nashville for hosting me and Dev and uh, Dev's girl and and Dev's cousin who he's talked about on his podcast also came out and hung out oh. with us. Kool Aid, the, the dude who no, went to uh, I Alabama. I get a <laughs> See, I was trying Man, to make it sound on. like a big deal, like oh, they hosted no. us. Oh no, I'm just there. Yeah, Uncle Kool Aid. <laughs> we got the last table. <laughs> shout out to ramen noodles. Shout out to Kool Aid. I'll give my shout out to uh, shout out to Rod for getting me on the clubhouse. Hey, fuck that app, dude. That shit's crazy. I don't even I don't know what to do with it, but I'm on. I'm exclusive. What now. is Clubhouse, by the way? Exactly. See, I can't shit? tell you. The first rule about Clubhouse is we don't talk about Clubhouse, bro. Is it like the skulls <laughs> and shit in that movie back in the day? <laughs> no, nah, it's a social media app. It's everything's voice. Like you can you can be around these other rooms and movie stars hollywood people athletes they'll have a room and you can they're just talking and you can't necessarily talk to them but you can listen to what they say and all kinds of people have these other weird rooms just damn they like make a stock in an app it's just voice it's weird like you can't you can't screen record or anything so like when the washington uh, football team had that q a with you know the gm a couple weeks ago i was trying to record it i was gonna share with y'all and it was like you'll get banned from the platform so it, it lets you talk and then it completely deletes the history after but it's it's to me it's lame um because like steve just said you hear you're going to a room and you'll hear a bunch of famous people talking you can't interact with them you can't raise your hand and they just pontificate and don't allow you to speak so it's, it's just weird for me man i'm not a fan and if, if it was so sean watson to... had that app oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i i thought you could you were part of the conversation that's interesting i didn't know you know just... some rooms you can if they set it up like that they can invite you to speak i was just in a room before we had this podcast where everyone was talking about Deshaun Watson and they put really? some grammars out and it's, it's all about how the moderators set the room. They can be the ones talking or they can invite everyone up from the hallway to talk. To talk. So it's like the chat lines from like the, uh, the mid nineties. You could have like meetings and shit. You can include people into our yeah. conversation and set them down. That's... Do y'all remember that though? From like the mid nineties? Yeah, I remember like, the party. Like, line. Yeah. No. hundred people just call up and be screaming, saying crazy shit. <laughs> I That's got the internet when like MySpace came around. That's when I started. Clubhouse. No, 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 no. Dev, we're talking about. Remember those hotlines used to advertise at two in the morning on BET. Oh, you don't have to be alone tonight. That one, just call me. Pick up the one eight hundred. You know, <laughs> hot booty or some shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember calling hot booty a few times. I'll, I'll be realizing how much I miss Dev until we get Dev on the podcast. Oh, first. man. Good Lord. What would Dev say? WWDS. I guarantee we won't be talking about hot booty right now if I wasn't here. <laughs> Cockroach milk. That's, I, I, I That's a real that. thing, man. Uh, they got on Amazon. Milk. Cockroach milk. I got to wake up early tomorrow morning, fellas. I'm out. It's been good hanging with y'all. Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Pod 63, man. I didn't give a shout out, man. Give your shout out. Hurry up. I don't, I don't really have anyone to shout out. But, <laughs> hey, man, I'm out. Hey, shout out to Kool-Aid. Let's go. Shout out to the plug. Shout out to, shout out to fish, shout out to fish juice. Fish juice. <laughs>